All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's episode, we will be discussing the expansion draft and the players most likely to be protected on the Avalanche roster. Things maybe have uh, opened up a little bit. Not that it's official word, but you know, word has come out that Eric Johnson is willing to waive that no movement clause. So what does that mean for the Avalanche in terms of who they protect? We will also get into another, uh, not potential, pending unrestricted free agent for the Avalanche and Brandon Saad and talk about him. Do the Avs attempt to re-sign him and at what amount? And then I always love these uh, in the offseason. Websites from other teams kind of chime in and uh, bring up some trades with specific teams. And uh, this one is from a New Jersey Devils website who proposed three different trades all involving the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, Sometimes they can be so crazy and out of bounds, and sometimes they can be within the realm of possibility. Uh, And this one is a little bit of both. So we'll talk about that. Uh, First things first, follow the show, social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram, and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. So the Kraken draft is kind of your your first order of business when it comes to the off-season uh, goings-on. And with Eric Johnson, again, the, the, it's not official word, but there are reports coming out that he is willing to move his no-movement clause, thus allowing the Avalanche to protect a different player. And like I said in yesterday's show, he knows it. Kraken know it, the Avalanche know it. In all likelihood, they will not take Eric Johnson with the dollar amount that he is commanding on his contract, his age, and coming off of a season-long injury. What did he play, four games? So, in all likelihood, they won't be taking Eric Johnson. So, that kind of clears up uh, a lot, not... 100%, but a lot of what the Avalanche can do and likely will do when it comes to who they protect. If Johnson didn't waive that, if Johnson said, nope, uh, it's within my right, I'm keeping it, you're going to pay me $6 million and you're going to protect me, I think the Avalanche hand would have been forced where they had to do the eight skaters. Because if they didn't, and you're doing the uh, seven forwards and three defensemen with Johnson soaking up one of those spots you're definitely using one on Kale McCarr and then who is the third one for is it for Gerard or is it for Taves I think we can eliminate Ryan Graves from this conversation at this point and if it was say you did Gerard Taves is a steal at 4.1 million if you did Taves Gerard is a steal at 5 million so you would have lost one of those guys probably guaranteed if Johnson didn't waive it, and you were forced to go with the uh, the, the you, you would have been forced to go with the eight skaters, so you can protect both of those guys. But it kind of opens it up a little bit now to the Avalanche 
likely going the route of seven forwards and three defensemen. And I think those three defensemen are pretty easy to predict. It is 100% going to be Kale McCarr. It is 99% going to be Sam Girard. And I would say it is 90% going to be Devon Taves. I know there's some Ryan Graves fans out there. Uh, I I talked to one of them uh, quite a bit in Allen. And and yeah, I, I... would like to have Ryan Graves back on this team. There is a possibility that's who Seattle takes because he is a, a big body. Uh, he's a hard worker. You want that type of guy to kind of on to, to start a, a team, to start a fresh roster. <clears throat> you kind of want a guy like Ryan Graves who and what he can bring. So he would go unprotected. And I think those three defenders are without a doubt the guys that you're protecting, McCarr, Gerard, and Taves. Now, in the forwards, this is where it gets a little bit interesting. You are, in all likelihood, 100% probably, uh, Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon, Gabe Landeskog. There's three. So you protect seven in this scenario. So they take up three. And we had talked yesterday about the Gabe Landeskog scenario where if they don't protect him, you would have to think Seattle would be afraid to pick him because... Uh, he's unrestricted, and they would have to sign him, and everybody believes that he wants to stay in Colorado. So it would basically be a wasted pick for Seattle. I still don't think the Avalanche are going to take that risk. If they don't have him signed before the Kraken draft, they're still going to protect him. I don't think the Avalanche are going to go down that route and take that risk. So there's three, easily. Miko, Nate, Gabe. There's three. So who's... The other four, you would have to believe it's between Brandon Saad, even though he's a unrestricted free agent who we will get to. You'd have to believe it's be- between Saad, Burkowski, Kadri, Comfer, Nachuskin, and Jost. So that's six guys and you have four spots. So who are the two men out in this situation? Me? I think the four guys I am picking, along with the the top three, to give you seven, I think you go Burkowski. I think you go Kadri. I think you go Nachuskin. And I think you go Jost. So that would leave out Saad and Comfer. And I think you part do that because, you, number one, I think... Nachuskin and Jost have earned it. Uh, Jost is not is a restricted free agent. I don't think they'll have any problem signing him. <clears throat> and and that's the other part of it is Nachuskin is $2.5 million and Jost, while he's a restricted free agent, won't be more than that. Won't be more than what Nachuskin's making at two point five. So from a cap standpoint, it makes sense. From a player standpoint, it makes sense. Now that you've... you've not protected Comfer, you've not protected Sod, you've not protected Graves. I gotta believe those are the they got those have to be the top three guys that would be on the Kraken list. And you can make an argument for any one of those three guys to go. Maybe they're afraid to take Sod. I don't think the Avalanche make a deal with Sod uh, for that simple fact because if you sign him to a deal, 
that's locked in. The Kraken know exactly what they're getting as far as what it would be against their cap. And then they can evaluate that better to take him. It's almost the same situation like what Gabe Landeskog has. Uh, if you don't sign him before the Kraken draft, they have to take them him with the expectation that they can sign him. And Saad has said the same thing, that he wants to stay in Colorado. <clears throat> so maybe you, you do that strategically where you don't sign these guys before the Kraken draft. So there's always a possibility that Seattle drafts them and then you're able to get them back in an unrestricted free agent contract. So maybe they stay away from Saad because of that. Okay, so then maybe he goes to number three on that list. So then you have Comfer and Graves. It's basically, which direction do you want to go? Do you want an offensive guy? Do you want a defensive guy? They're both 26 years old. They're both making about the same money. 3.5 for Comfer, 3.16 for Graves. They are both signed for two more seasons. So you're pretty much getting almost exactly the same numbers and term. Do you want an offensive player? Do you want a defensive player? And, you know, at that point, to me, I think it's a coin flip. But I think those are the two guys, when you look at the roster, when you boil it down, when you when you really kind of pick through what it would be available to the Kraken, I do. I think they stay away from someone like Saad because he shouldn't be signed. And that leaves Comfer and Graves. If you're telling me to make a pick there and make a prediction... I think they would go defense, and I think they would take Ryan Graves. I think that does make a lot of sense for them. So, uh, I, I guess I could change that prediction if you know the more the more I read, the more I and I don't know. I haven't read anything on what the Kraken want to do in terms of what they want to build. Uh, maybe I'll talk to Ryan Clark over at the Athletic, but uh, that is my that's my guess is Ryan Graves, and that would be sad. That would be sad to, to miss him because I think he's he's the one kind of big body that the Avs have on the defensive end. Now, we will hear from Ryan Graves again to give you a little bit of a carrot over that article that I told you about from a uh, New Jersey Devils website. So stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to hear from Rock Auto. Yes, rockauto.com. <clears throat> it is the family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for, for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on. And their how-did-you-hear-about-us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. So as uh, the offseason continues on, we are going to be taking uh, one unrestricted or one restricted free agent and uh, talking about if the app should bring that person back. And if they do, for how much, 
and do they fit in with the rosters? It's kind of things like that. So today we're gonna be talking about Brandon Saad and Saad one year in Colorado. And I was happy when they traded for him. Um, I've always liked Brandon Saad. I've always liked his, his style of play. Uh, it's not super flashy and he just seems to be that guy that's in the right place at the right time. So, uh, you know, when the has brought him over, there was one year left on his deal. It's a $5 million contract. And of course that is expiring when he came over. I think it was the day that it was announced or the day that he did his first press conference. He was making statements saying that, you know, he hadn't even put a practice jersey on yet. And he was already making comments about how he wanted to end his career in Colorado. He's 28 years old. So he's got a ways to go if that's what he wants to do, which would be fine with me. I mean, because I, like I said, I like the guy. And then uh, his play on the ice kind of backed that up. Took him a little while to get going. But he was, you know, he was consistent throughout the year, especially in the playoffs. So this is uh, this is one I, I think I definitely think the Avs want to keep him around. It would benefit them that they brought him in to shore up that second line. And that's exactly what he did. And there were moments they brought him up to the top line, brought up and, and put him on the, on the front, line, especially in the playoffs, because he was hot in the playoffs. And the, they needed some sort of shakeup. So they brought Landis Scott down. They brought Saad up. And it worked. Worked for a little while anyway. So what can the Avalanche do? Again, like we said in the first segment, I think you have to stay away from signing him. Because he is that fringe player of someone you might protect. If the Avalanche can sign him before the Kraken draft, that would lead me to believe they are going to protect him. And then everything I talked about in that segment kind of gets blown up. But who would they replace him for? <clears throat> it would probably be a like Nachuskin or Jost. Those those would Nachuskin and Jost would be the two guys on the bottom of that list <clears throat> for me, for the guys you're protecting. I don't think it would be for somebody like Kadri or Burakovsky. I, I don't think you'd be because I think you'd want all those guys the same. If you if you sign Saad, say that fast, and then protect him you're basically protecting your top six and maybe that's the thought the avalanche are having we want to keep our top six intact and that would be fine too and then it would be the top six and who the top six and jost the top six and nachuskin the top six and comfort they could very easily go down that road too or like we're saying you don't sign him that might scare off the kraken because now they have to sign him and he can go anywhere he wants. And maybe he goes back to Colorado. Maybe he goes somewhere else. So look for that. If the Avs are going to sign Brandon Saad, they're going to protect him. It just makes all the sense in the world. I don't think the same is true for Landeskog. I think if they can't sign Landeskog before the Kraken draft, I still think they protect him. They're not going to go down that road and, and risk that. Saad is, is, is a different animal. Now, what do they sign him for? I'm not the best when it comes to term. Um, you know, you would think a guy you a guy you would want to like. You know, we'll, we'll do Kale McCarr later on. Someone like him, I would give him max years for max dollars, and that might not happen. So term, I'm not the best at predicting that. But dollar amounts, uh, 
I think I'm a little bit better at doing that because term could be anything. You know, term is up to, you know, really what the player wants. You know, sometimes a player wants just like a two-year deal or a three-year deal. So I don't know what's in that player's head and I don't know what's in the avalanche head. But you can kind of guesstimate what the dollar amount might be. And Saad at $5 million, and again, you have to take the flat cap into, uh, you know, into the discussion here. I think he stays around that dollar amount. I don't think he is is worth more. I think that's a good dollar amount for him. Uh, so if I'm the Avs, I offer him the same thing. I offer him five million. He might not like that. He might want an increase, but and and that's always the risk you run. Same thing with Landeskog. There's a team out there you know is going to give Landeskog way more than what the Avalanche can offer. I say way more, and I don't mean like, you know, like $4 million a year more. Maybe a million or a million and a half more a year when it comes to Landeskog. The same might be true for Brandon Saad. I think somebody, he's the type of player that, that a team might overpay a little bit for. But you really think Brandon Saad is a $6 million a year player? No, I don't. I think he's, you know, he's on that second line with Burakovsky, who's making 4.9. So let's just say that's five. And with Kadri, who's making 4.5. I think that's his production. I think that's where he is. You know, he, he makes 6 million. If he's going to make 6 million, like, you know, Nathan McKinnon is barely beating him out when it comes to uh, the cap. And that's not Nathan McKinnon's fault. That's still the greatest deal of all time. I just don't see it. I don't see it. I, I think Saad stays where he is. He said 28 years old. Maybe give him three years at that number. And I hate to say it, maybe even lowball him. <laughs> maybe you go for 4.5. Uh, four, four might be insulting. Uh, but then you have your whole second line pretty much in the same ballpark. At 4.5, 4.9, and then Saad somewhere between the 4.5 and 5. I think that would make the most sense. I think that would get him to stay. So we'll see. All right. Let's hear from betonline.ag and then get into a very fun article from a New Jersey Devils website proposing three trades all with the Colorado Avalanche. But first, betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. You have baseball season in full swing, hockey in their final four, the NBA is coming down to the finals, you can even bet on UFC and MMA action. All the odds and info for all your sporting needs at betonline.ag. So before the next pitch, before the next slam dunk, before the next slap shot, Head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as your teams make their playoff runs. And when you head to the website and sign up, or you can even use your mobile device to sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use that promo code locked on. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts all right uh fan sided website called pucks and pitchforks and a creative name for the new jersey devils 
they bring up three trades to make uh, with the Colorado Avalanche. And when you get these kind of fan sites, they, they typically will always have their their team coming out on top of, of any of these trades. And, you know, I get it. It, it makes sense. You're going to want to make your team look better. And for these three trades, uh, one is pretty ridiculous. Uh, the other is not bad. And the other leans towards no. <laughs> uh, but I'll, I'll preface this by saying I wouldn't do any of these deals. Uh, but one of them does make you think a little bit. And then he would still say no. So the first one that he comes up with, and I want to give this guy credit, Nick Villano is his name. Um, and, you know, he he tried. <laughs> so you, uh, you have your first move that he makes, and it's the New Jersey Devils getting Andre Burakovsky and the Avalanche getting Tice Thompson, Nikita Okoyachuk, and I know I'm pronouncing that wrong, I'm sure, and a fourth round pick. And just so you know, Tice Thompson is a, I think he's a, yeah, he's a fourth round pick who played in, I think, a grand total of seven games last year and didn't really do anything at all. Uh, Nikita Okoyatuk is a third rounder. Uh, no, he's a second rounder. And, you know, you're getting a fourth round pick. So you're giving up Burkowski for an unproven second rounder, an unproven third rounder, and a fourth round pick. That That's laughable. That That is just downright laughable. And when you read the blurb, you kind of get the idea that he didn't really watch a lot of Avalanche games, and why would he? He's a Devils fan, and the only as games he watched were the last few games in the playoffs because um, he kind of throws that right out the bat that he says the Colorado Avalanche are currently using Burakovsky as a third-line center. No, they're not. Um, and he says, you know, that they are... Where is it here? Uh, Burakovsky is now a third-line center. Any scoring role in the bottom six? No. <laughs> so that's not that's not really what he is. Maybe for that last game he was, but that's not the plan, the grand plan for Andre Burkowski. So that one is and that's the first one that he throws out there. So I have to believe that would be his best trade. It's not, but I think because it's the Burkowski name, that's the one he puts out there first. Oh yeah, that's the other thing he says. So the reason why he thinks that Burkowski is a third line center is because uh, Brandon Saad, he says, solidified the top line. Again, no. Gabe Landeskog and Nathan McKinnon are taking the top two center spots. Overall, no. 95% of the time, no. Uh, so Burkowski is now a third line uh, playing a scoring role in the bottom six. Um, and then he also kind of throws out there, and, and you know, this is. I talked about this in the beginning, but it's not going to happen anymore. He says they almost have to go with eight, the eight skater option for the expansion draft be, to protect Kel McCarr, Sam Gerrard, Eric Johnson because of his no move clause, and Devon Taves at a minimum. And that would have been true if Johnson didn't waive it. So, and again, that still hasn't happened. So, uh, and, and he said they probably want to protect 
Ryan Graves too. So he's thinking they go eight skaters to protect five defensemen. And then the only other three you protect are Miko, Gabe, and uh, Nate. Doesn't make sense to me. So uh, that that's not one that is going to happen. So I'm, I'm sorry. The next one he gives is the Devils getting Ryan Graves in exchange for Michael McLeod and a 2021 third-round pick. Now, McLeod is an interesting player. He's only 23 years old. He is a first-round pick. Um, He's had some, you know, his best year was just this past year. But being a center, uh, you kind of want more than nine goals, six assists for 15 points. And he has a negative 12 last year as well. But he could be, you know, the the third line center that he's talking about, that could be McLeod. And if you're going to lose, if you do lose, like JT Comfer, that could be your replacement right there. But you're also giving up uh, a solid defenseman, which I don't, that's why the Avalanche wouldn't do that. Because I think the Avalanche can find maybe better options in free agency, or guess what? In your prospect pool that can come in and do the job uh, than going to trade one of your defensemen that you do like for Michael McLeod, who, who's, you know, I think ascending a little bit, but not enough to make that deal. So that, that one's a little bit better. I get it. But I still wouldn't do that one because you are giving up a good and a more established player in Graves than you are with McLeod. So that one is a little bit better. I still don't do it. And then this last one I I definitely don't do. Uh, He's got the Devils getting freshly minted Justin Barron for Miles Wood. And that is a straight up one for one, and that's nothing against Miles Wood. I think he he's he's a good player. He's getting you know he's he's pretty much evened out. You kind of know what you're going to get with him. He's been in the league since the 2015-2016 season. Well, he only played one game that year, so really a 2016-2017 season. And since then, here's his points per game: 17, and then he went to 32, 24, 23, 25. So you know what you're getting. You're getting close to a 30-point scorer um, for a winger. And, you're again, you're giving up a defender for an offensive player. I don't think the Avalanche need that stuff. They have it. They have it in their prospect pool. So why you would give up uh, – and they have defenders in their prospect pool too. So I don't, I don't know why I would do any three of these deals. The first one, no way – in in devil's hell would i do that uh the last two i'd think about and then kind of come to realization like the, the two guys that you're giving me in both of those deals don't add up to what i'm giving you uh especially with the ryan graves one and then the justin Barron one while he you know is unproven uh i, I took a first round pick on him so why why give him up just like that uh for Miles Wood, who can can do some good things, but I don't think he's needed. I don't think a player like that is needed. The Avalanche have players like him that will probably outproduce what he could do. So 
I give you credit. Uh, what's his name? Nick Villano of uh, Pucks and Pitchforks for, for throwing up some options to make the New Jersey Devils better. But I don't see those deals happening for the Avs. So uh, let me know what you guys think. And, um, yeah, send me an email, lockdownavalanche at gmail.com. So if you are on Twitter, I think maybe before 1 o'clock in the afternoon, I think there's a poll up there now. We're doing our grades for the Avalanche for last season. And just like last year, we're doing it alphabetically. And uh, Pierre Edward Belmar is up there right now. So we will discuss his grade and his season. And he's another one we'll get to at some point about uh, being a free agent. Do the Avs bring him back? Do they want to bring him back? And if they do, at what amount? So that'll be an interesting one. But go vote on uh, what you think he earns for a grade. A, B, C, D, or F. And he's getting... So far, votes for all the letters. Equal opportunity for P.E. Belmar. Okay, everybody, that's going to be it for today. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, as I'm recording this, Vegas is winning two, three to one, three to one, and is in the well. There's less than a minute left in the second, so we're basically going into second intermission and kind of going the way we thought that would go which I don't think any of us want. But that'll be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. We will see everybody tomorrow. And uh, here's Joby.